Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Matt Lorenzo, who is head of the BMC community. Today, Matt talks about the many facets of the BMC community and how it has had to evolve in its 20 plus years of existence. He shares how they determine the kinds of programs to offer their members and talks about all the metrics he tracks to report on his success. Welcome to the Community Corner, Matt. I'm so excited to have you today. Really good to be here. Thank you, Bess. Well, first of all, let's just dive right in. Can you describe what BMC software is and what exactly you do in your role? BMC Software is a technology company that was created more than 40 years ago. And in order to be still relevant and highly relevant, you can guess, uh, BMC Software needed to make sure that we were highly innovative and interacting with our customers to make sure that we help them on their business and the business of better leveraging their IT and their digital infrastructure. So we've lived everything. We've lived mainframe, we've moved to distributed and cloud and, and containers and all these yeah, new technology magic. And if the company was created 40 years ago, our online community engagement began more than 20 years ago. So yeah, it used to be you know, before online, uh, usual stuff with you know, meeting people, but the digital form of it on the website you know, began uh, more than 20 years ago, and it evolved a lot in the past you know, two decades or more to be the community we have right now. And I, I'm the proud uh, head of the community. Awesome. And so who is the community for exactly? Is it for your customers or is it just for fans of the industry? Who's your audience? Very good point. We're not here to blast on social and, and with prospect. We're here to make customers succeed. And in order for customers to succeed, we need a whole ecosystem. Customers, partners, and BMC employees. So the community is focused on customers and leveraging uh, partners and uh, employees to make everybody succeed uh, with the BMC solutions, make them evolve to address the next uh, business needs on their side. Wow, that's so cool that the community has been around so long and has obviously had to continue to evolve. And you've still managed to keep your, like you've grown with your members and they've kind of grown at the same time of you, as you. And what kind of programs are you running? What programs do your, ac- do your members have access to? And you've got a very good point here. The programs have evolved a lot, in, uh, mostly in the past decade. We obviously began with your usual Q&A and blogs with your official voice for, for BMC and then expanded these programs to add not only the um, reactive programs like questions and ideas to improve the products, but also proactive things with not only blogs, but you know, events with webinars and a, a bunch of other activities to make sure that the community was the right place for people to succeed better, to learn and to help others on their journey with BMC. And how did you determine what kinds of programs to offer? I mean, obviously, in the last decade or so, you've introduced new programs. So how did you determine that those were going to be the right ones? Definitely staying close with the committee members and understanding what they want. Also staying close with the uh, bigger strategy. For example, a bunch of External processes at BMC that were not on the community have been moved to the community. One is ideas to improve RFE, how to improve our products. It used to be a case on support. 
And we fully changed it by making sure it was visible to everybody for, to vote and comment so that it was not a black hole anymore. Uh, so that's for ideas. Uh, beta program is a very strong program in my heart here with me back and with probably listening. The beta program used to use a, another platform and we made it part of the community. The whole point is that the community becomes the seamless way to do business with BMC. So that's uh, how, how we had it. I mean, you make it sound really easy. Of course, it was not easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of you know, technology for sure. Politics, a lot of everybody wants their own platform, their own uh, you know, solution, but that's not helping the customer eventually. So we want to make sure that we have reactive and proactive uh, content and engagement on the community. We, we make that unified post-sale experience much better than uh, having a bunch of uh, platforms living in parallel. And we are not done. We have a lot of things in the roadmap. <laughs> Can I dive in just quickly into the ideas program where you ask people for feedback about the product and then the idea is that you make those changes or you take that feedback and you actually iterate on the product using that? How do you make sure that the your members recognize that they're being heard even if you're not using their ideas? You know what? I was not prepared for that, but I always have a remote control. Always. This is what a product, uh, lucky me, this is what a product uh, ends to be when you, when you accept all the features. We should not accept all ideas for, from customers. They, Otherwise, you end up with a monster like that. Too many features, not a lot. <laughs> so this is something that uh, community members understand. You know, most of them, some of them are still reluctant, but that's uh, emotional and that's okay. So we have this discussion with, uh, with customers. And then the engagement from product manager is so authentic. The feedback they give to, to customers about, yeah, I love that. We want that, but not now. Like, yeah, we have this that comes before. So the authenticity of product engagement makes sure that community members feel good with it. And and obviously, CSAT on ideation varies depending on the product because, you know, the teams behave differently and that's totally okay. But eventually, it creates a far more transparent ecosystem where sometimes BMC R&D can uh, create the new feature, sometimes a partner can create the new feature and it augments in a you know, app exchange kind of world. It augments the product and some of the customers can pick that feature with a, our you know, core product uh, to have that feature that may not be aligned with strategy. I love the remote control analogy. I think that there are a lot of product managers out there who aren't necessarily in our audience, but I feel like there's a lot of product managers out there who would be cracking up at like, you can't take everyone's ideas because then you have the remote control with 600 buttons and you only need three. <laughs> I love that. And I feel, and uh, when I discuss with many uh, other uh, committee managers, it may be different, but I feel that committee managers are sometimes product managers, sometimes marketing managers. Some, some, yeah, we need both skills to make sure that uh, yeah, we provide value eventually. It's true. We do wear a lot of hats and that actually kind of segues into my next question really well, because with so many different facets of your community and you're helping customers, but you're also helping the product team, who do you report to in the organization? I report to somebody with great who happens to be a VP in marketing, 
the committee uh, belongs to marketing because it makes a lot of sense in the uh, web marketing side of the world because that's where your UX experts and, and the right people are in you know, to trigger the right behavior uh, on the website and stuff. But eventually, we work very closely with product management, very closely with support and customer success, very closely with a bunch of teams so that uh, we provide, you talked about partners, indeed, the channel team, is very engaged, not only about onboarding new partners in our ecosystem, but also making sure that partner consultants and, and pre-sales help out on the community so that we have external subject matter experts helping customers and they get business out of it because a customer sees that a partner A is helpful. Well, partner A may, may get a new contract with that company. All will win. Cool. I like that you say it's how can we help the community? How can they help the community? Because I think oftentimes community professionals get stuck in this mindset where they, how can I help sales? How can I help product? But really on the flip side, the question should be, how can sales help the community? How can product help the community? And I mean, it has to be a bit of a give and take. It can't just be a one, one-sided relationship, but I like that you are, that you brought that up <laughs> if i have one success criteria it's committee members to give me good community nps or even better uh, the fact that they are more likely to recommend bmc than somebody who is not an active committee member that makes my day that's what i care about and if that can create a lead and revenue for us that's cool. That's totally, I'm totally cool with that. I will just not directly ask for, for money. That, I don't care about that. I want this customer to succeed. And indeed, it creates cross-sale and upsell opportunities. And it helps the customer succeed better because our product makes him succeed better. So works out. Yeah, I love that. So when you're tracking success, you mentioned NPS and like satisfaction scores. Are there any other metrics that you're tracking to report on success? I'll go there just for the very funny uh, start of the story with analytics. When I took the job uh, some time ago already, I was like, okay, I'm in support. I now own a community. Wow, that's a strange piece. A lot of things happened. It's clarified a lot of stuff. And then how can I have my CMO care? And a CMO may not care a lot about uh, a community where customers you know, resolve issues or talk about how to use a product. The CMO was caring about your know, leads, about your know, pipeline and stuff. So the way I got attention from the CMO was visits. The fact that organic visits on the community because of uh, content we have and mostly UGC, user-generated content, was so big, was big enough compared to uh, www, our corporate website, that hmm, maybe there's something happening. So that's how it all started from an ethics standpoint. And then obviously have a lot of uh, operational data points with velocity on engagement, on questions, on you know, a bunch of details. But the value framework we have has three pillars. One, and that's the one I prefer, is brand NPS. Well, actually, it's brand impact. So it's both the community NPS, like BMC community is a product. We are the owner of it. So let's make sure that people are likely to recommend the community. Then, but that's selfish. So I don't talk too much about that, but I want it to go up. Then how do I have everybody else care? Like CMO, CPO, CCO, why do they care? 
I just computed, and that was actually yesterday. I will not share data point. I can't. The fact that the likelihood to recommend BMC, and that's a data point with a big official corporate survey done by our customer success team, the likelihood to recommend BMC is significantly higher for active community members than the average customer. Its correlation, you know, it doesn't mean that they are, they are happier with BMC because of them being active customers, but for the past four years, on all the surveys, it's still true. Community members are happier, way happier than, than the average customer. So that's the brand impact part. Then I have two other things that are even more meaningful for a CXO revenue impact. Do active community members spend more with us? Are they more likely to renew? Cannot share that point. It works. It works fine. It was very fine. I, uh, yeah. Actually, we went to a point to show that the multiplier was even higher when people were asking questions. So it was not only non-community member, community member, and the third layer was when people ask questions, the renewal is even higher. So yeah, definitely uh, highly positive here. And I know you've interviewed one of my queen, uh, Erika here, and uh, Erika Cool, and that's you know, part of the, the story she has. And you, you bet I've done these data points, and that's amazing. So again, grant impact, revenue impact. The last one because it's an obvious use case on the community, is self-help, measured mostly with case deflection. With all the knowledge-based articles that we display, and since we have a huge Google oomph, huge SEO impact here, we have a bunch of successful visits on knowledge-based articles, but also the questions that are posted. How does it help with case deflection? And we have a, a fully qualified framework with data points approved by VP of Customer Support and everything, showing that it, it gives this value, this dollar value for BMC, and with all three pillars, it definitely gets the attention from uh, upper management. I mean, that was excellent, and I'm glad that you went into such detail because I think, you know, we a lot of times the question is, okay, what metrics am I tracking? What data am I collecting? But the question doesn't end there. It's not just let's collect NPS. It's why are you collecting NPS? And why does this help the greater organization? Why, like you said, why does the CMO care? Or why should the CMO care, I guess, is the second part of that question. Yeah, CMO, CPO, everybody, we're all in it together. Uh, currently, you report to CMO, a very good guy. Yeah, all the teams definitely make sense. And that's because we made the community at BMC the hub for uh, all these organizations that uh, old customers, partners, and BMCers have easy access to uh, all of the people. And we connect brains, and it just works out. Awesome. Okay, Matt, I've got time for one more question here. I would love to know who is a community builder that you'd like to grab lunch with? I was prepared for that. I have my big list. It's going to be heavy here. It's not going to be a lunch. It's going to be a huge party because I have 255 people here. Let's not do that. Because I'm French, you, you may have spotted a little accent here, but because I'm French, I'm going to do the entente cordiale kind of thing. And I will pick not the Eri uh, David and Erica and Brian and Blake and all the world. I will go in UK with, with Rich with uh, Richie here at FeverB because, yeah, let's make friends with people across the channel. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making time for me, Matt. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>